Hey, everybody, I want to let you know something special that's coming right around the corner, December 4th, 2018. We're dropping episode 100, and I want to do something special for you for hanging with me for 100 episodes. So what we're going to do is December 9th, 2018, we're going to go live on YouTube for a special broadcast. So go to YouTube.com. Look up the confessionals and subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss this special opportunity. On December 9th, 2018 at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, my brother and myself are going to do a live video broadcast. The title of the show is going to be called Ask Tony Anything. And I do mean anything. You can submit your questions for that show to me via email at theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. In the subject line, write, ask Tony anything, and then submit your question. Because I know in the last 100 episodes, there have been questions you guys have had for me. You never had the opportunity to ask me until now. These questions can be anything paranormal related to whether I pick my nose or how far I drive every day for work. It doesn't matter to me what the question is. But if you have a question, I got an answer. December 9th, 2018 at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on YouTube. I'll see you there. Bye. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, Dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. With a giant move, he's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. That's theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the connection section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. Now let's move into the Art Bell iTunes five-star ratings and reviews. This is for people who go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. You get a shout-out on the following week's show when you do that. So this week's shout-outs is Always Phasing, Mars Alamos, Blue Ball 420, Two Customs, Coup 2, Scotty 166, DJ Cartoon, Mike Dutch, The Real Cheney Howe, 
Philip Ryan W. from Canada and Walker B87 from Australia. Thank you very much for going to iTunes and leaving those five-star ratings and reviews. It really does help the show get more recognition on iTunes. So thank you very much for doing that. Now let's get into the Patreon shoutouts. This is for people who go to patreon.com forward slash the confessionals and sign up to become patrons to help support the show on a monthly basis. This week's shoutouts is Fred B, Carmen B, Gwyneth I, Jen L, Mark B, Michael H, Carol T, and Lona T. Thank you very much for going to patreon.com forward slash the confessionals and signing up to become patrons. It really does mean a lot to me that you guys are willing to help support the show and the future of the show through Patreon. So thank you very much. Now let's get into this week's show. We have Rollin coming on and Rollin actually shares his experience with two different UFOs where one, when he was a kid, he saw a black sphere being chased by fighter jets. And then later on in life as an adult, he's with his buddy and he sees something come out from behind the moon. And then after Rollin, we bring on Tristan, who actually shares his friend's story of when his friend came to him and told him that his son started talking about his deceased brother who was older than him. The only difference is he never met that older brother. That older brother passed away before the younger brother was born. So let's get into it, guys, right now. Okay, tonight I have a great guest coming on. I have Roland. And Roland, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. We spent some time talking here and stuff, and uh, I'm really excited to hear some of these experiences. Now, you emailed me your experiences, and they're very intriguing. Uh, The first one was when you were 13, and then one happened in 2005. But let's just start with the one when you were 13 years old and you were in school. What happened? Okay, sure. Um, Well, um, I was in geometry class because I remember that I hated geometry, but, um, basically, um, teachers were writing on the board, we're doing our homework and learning what we're supposed to learn. And all of a sudden I like had this weird feeling like to look out the window. And, And so I did. When I looked out the window, probably about, I would say one city block, um, there was a black sphere and it was just kind of like floating there. It looked like it was like moving slowly, but it was floating. It was completely circular and it was black, but it was also like shiny. So it was like, it wasn't like kind of hard to describe because it was like metallic looking, but it was dull. So it looked like it was like polished, but it was a sphere and it was moving along. And then I also noticed that there were, Behind it were two jets, and they were like, looked like they were coming like towards it. And I could still see everything that was going on was, it was kind of weird because it seemed like time like froze for a second because I couldn't hear the teacher talking anymore. I couldn't hear the students, uh, you know, writing their, their stuff. I stopped writing because I was looking out the window and I turned to say, Does anybody see this? To the rest of the class and it was like everybody wasn't moving for like a split second and i was like looked at everybody and it was like they were frozen like everybody was frozen but i wasn't frozen and i know this sounds crazy but i was like looked back again and then at this time the sphere was moving along and the jets were still behind it and it like darted straight up in the air i mean we went from like a, a moving stationary, like 
horizontal to vertical, went straight up like a 90-degree cut. And these jets tried to circle up and, and, and follow it, but they couldn't. They had to level off. And then at that point, I looked back and it was like everything, everybody was still doing this. Everybody was riding. Everybody, it was like, it was very strange because it almost seemed like time, I don't know if it was in my brain, but time stood still for a good second and a half, maybe two seconds, because I had enough time to look back and everybody was like frozen. So, so the teacher on the board was frozen. My, my buddy over here was frozen. She was frozen over here. And then when I looked back again, that's when the thing darted up and the jets moved up and tried to follow it, but they had to level off. But they couldn't do that maneuver. Nothing that I know could do a maneuver like that, just cut like that and go straight up. And when I looked back, it was like everything was normal. And then when I looked out the window again for the third time, everything was gone. I didn't see any jets. I didn't see anything else. Wow. Uh, so I'm assuming that these jets were military then, right? Is that what they looked like? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They look like uh, F-14s. I mean, they look like they look like military jets. They were definitely tagging this and following this at a distance. And they were coming up on it fast. So all this happened in a like three, maybe five seconds. But it seemed like it was maybe less than that, but it seemed like a long time because I had enough time to look three times out the window and look. The one time when I looked back, nobody was moving, which I was like, what? And then I looked back out the window again, and then that's when it did its maneuver and went straight up. And the jets that were coming, they, were, they tried to go and, and tried to go straight up too, but they couldn't. They couldn't do that maneuver. They had to level off. And then when I looked back, it were, like everybody was moving again. Yeah, it was like, like nothing had happened. It was very super strange, super strange. Yeah, I mean, so do you think that uh, that was kind of like adrenaline pumping into you with, with the way everything kind of seemed to slow down in the moment? I don't know. Um, to tell you the truth, that I, I have, you know, I've always thought uh, that could be a possibility, but it seemed like why would it? I don't know. It was just it was so weird because everybody was like frozen, and then I remember because I looked at a couple people and it was like they were frozen, and then when I looked back, then and then I looked back again, it was like they were normal. Um, I don't know if adrenaline could do that. Um, you know, I guess it's a possibility. I would like not to like not like to say that it is, but uh, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Now, in that kind of situation and stuff, when you when the experience was over and everything seemed to go back to normal, did you talk to anybody about it? Did you say did anybody else see that, or were you just kind of like, "Whoa, what just happened? Let me keep this to myself." I was. I didn't want to say anything. Um, I just like looked around and, and everybody like nothing happened. It was like. I know, you know I didn't I was afraid to say, did you guys just see what I saw out the window? And have right. somebody say, Oh, you're you know, you're what what are you talking about? You know, and because it seemed like nobody even noticed anything. Because I remember we were supposed to be writing down this theorem or, or whatever it was supposed to be. We were writing, all of us were writing on our notepads. I remember that. And so that's why it was weird because when we look back, when I look back, everybody wasn't writing. It was like they were all like just frozen. And then when I looked again and the ship took off and I looked after that, I looked back, everybody was just like riding again. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of people, you know, experience like near death experiences and they say that everything slows down. It's like you're in the matrix or something and everything slows down. Uh, and they attribute that to adrenaline. Uh, and I just, you know, I'm not sure 
Because, I mean, I've also heard of weird experiences, especially with UFOs, where people feel like they went through like some kind of time slip or something like that. And so it's just one of those weird things. Uh, now, the sphere that you saw, now you were trying to describe, you know, the way it looked. Uh, w- would you just describe it as more of like a, a black, glossy, metallic looking thing? Yeah. It was almost, it was, it was circular. It was perfect circle, but it was like dull black metallic. And because it was almost like the sun, because it was a bright day, there were no clouds. It was almost like the sun. You could see the sun shining off of it. It had that kind of that shimmer off of it. So, you know, it, it kind of threw off white, like a metallic, but not really super shiny, but dull. Okay. Yeah. Now you see this thing and, in my mind, it's going from right to left. Is that the direction it went, or was it going left to right? No, um, it would have been going left to right. Okay. It would have been going left to right, uh, because that's the way the windows were facing in the school. And it was an older school. Um, you know, this is back in 83. And this is in a populated area. I mean, this is in, this is in the suburbs. So um, it was very, very strange. How big was this sphere? Um, well, it maybe like compared the to size the jets. The jets is, compared to the jets, it trumped. It was bigger than the jets, so like probably one of the jets could have fit inside of the sphere. Okay. It, 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 it like as far as like how big it was because the jets looked smaller than the sphere did, and I, that's why I like couldn't believe anybody else was not seeing that in the window. And so I looked back, and that's when I looked back, and everybody was like frozen. And I was like, "Okay, well, that's weird." And I looked back again, and that's when the thing went and shot straight up. I mean, I I I know that there's no military craft that could do that, and it's just kind of my brain was like, "What did I just see? Did I just see that? Did I imagine this?" You know. And so I was afraid to say anything. Like you said, I was afraid to say anything. So um, I did not say anything, and. Uh, I just kind of kept that to myself and I went home and told my mom about it. She said, Oh, you just imagine that. You know, you're daydreaming. I like, okay. Yeah. You're 13. I guess, I guess I was daydreaming then, you know? So, uh, very strange though. Yeah. Well, it's one of the things that, you know, with me having my son now, uh, if he ever comes home and tells me he sees something weird, I'm really going to try to not say, oh, you were just seeing things, you were, you were daydreaming, things right. like that. I think it'd be easier for me not to do that because of the show that I have. So I'm already thinking along those lines. But, uh, you know, knowing my luck, my son will never see anything anyways, and my life will be boring. So <laughs> I, you never know. You really don't know. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's happening more. Um, it's true. You know, and, and I, I believe there is a phenomena going on that, that uh, we don't quite understand. And eventually, you know, we'll get the answers to those questions. Might not be before we leave this earth, but eventually we will. Yeah. Now, uh, with the idea of these jets pursuing this sphere, were they approaching this sphere with ease? Or, like, was this sphere running away from them? Or were they approaching the sphere and the sphere just doing its thing? And then as it got too close, it shot up in the air. No, the sphere was like like hovering, but like moving really slow. It was almost hovering, but it was like moving really slow. These jets were closing in. And once they, you know, because I looked and I saw the jets, and I was like, oh, those are coming in fast. And then I looked back, and everybody was frozen. And I'm like, oh, what? And I looked back again, and by that time, they were even closer. 
And that's when it did its, its maneuver and went straight up. And they had no ability to, to follow that at all. Right. They tried. When it shot straight up, was it, did it go straight up out of sight or were you able to still see it? Like did it shoot up straight and then stop? Uh, no, it went past. I could not, I could not see it. It went like out of my view from the window, the window I cut off and I couldn't see it anymore. Man, that's, that's gotta be crazy. I mean, you're sitting, you're 13 years old, you're sitting in class. I mean, you're dealing with the peer pressure of social anxieties and stuff when you're in school and you see a freaking UFO. That's a sphere black being chased by fighter jets. It shoots straight up in the sky. They can't do anything about it. You're looking around and time's like slowing down. Like it, it, you had this weird experience and you have to go through the rest of the day acting like nothing happened. That's gotta be weird, man. I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. (laughs) <laughs> and then, you know, when I went home and I told my mom about it, you know, and she told me that, and I was like, you know, and I said, you know, you start second guessing yourself, maybe, I, you know, did I? But, you know, now I know what I saw, you know, I know what I saw. So I'm sticking to my story, and that's, you know, and that's it. I, I know what I saw. And I've seen, you know, I've had another experience. And so uh, I know. And there's just too many occasions where, people have seen things that they can't explain. Some can be explained, but there's some that cannot. I'm a true believer that uh, this phenomenon is happening. It's been going on for a a long time. Probably a lot longer than we've been on this planet. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and I think that anybody who denies that the UFO phenomenon isn't happening is either choosing to be ignorant or they just, they they really, I, I don't know. I mean... Clearly, there are unidentified flying objects in the sky. Like that's a, like I don't know how anybody can refute that anymore. I mean, it just the very yeah, definition. Right? I'm not saying they're extraterrestrial. I'm not saying they're demonic. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying strictly off the definition of UFO. How can you right. say that 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 doesn't happen? I have a guy at work here. He thinks that uh, I'm crazy for the Bigfoot stuff and all this thing, right? But and he he goes to church. And I said to him, well, you believe in UFOs, right? And he's like, no, I don't believe in any of it. And I said, you don't believe in UFOs? And I said, and he goes, no. And I I said to him, well, all right. And he said something. And I said, well, you believe in demons. And he goes, nope, don't believe in demons. I'm like, dude, you don't believe in demons? And he's like, no, I don't believe in any of it. I'm like, do you believe in God? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, how... (laughs) How does this work, man? How can you? It, that doesn't work both ways. You can't just. It works both ways there. So yeah. if there's one, there's the other. It's almost know? like he just all the all the negative stuff. He just I'm not. I don't know. I don't believe in it. I just don't believe in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know who's who's seen a half yin yang circle? You know, there's a reason. It's yeah. Yin yang. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I just find it funny how there there are still people out there just deny they deny 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 that nothing nothing is out. They there. want to stay inside their box. They don't want to think outside of that box because it makes them uncomfortable, and that's what it yeah. that's what it boils down to. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but I am finding more and more that people are more open and willing to accept that there are weird things happening around us. You know, maybe not to the extreme that some others do, but there are a lot of people out there that are just like, yeah, there's weird stuff that happens. You know what I mean? I, I it's oh, funny yeah. Because when I first started doing all this stuff, I mean, I'm a truck driver and the guys that clowned me, they're like, what are you doing? You know, it, it's a stupid, whatever. And now those very same guys are now tagging me in articles that they find on the internet. I'm like, so who's looking for what? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> these guys are finding right? articles right. about UFO or 
Bigfoot or ghosts and they're tagging me in it because they know I'll, I'll be interested in it, but they read it first. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah, it is funny. Uh, well, why don't we move on to your next experience? And this is, you know, you're an adult now, 2005. Uh, you, I think you said you were catfishing. So, you know, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, my buddy and I, um, he lives at this private lake, gated community, you know, nice, nice lake, uh, nice houses. Really nice catfish in there. You don't catch anything under 10 pounds. And so we were sitting out there at night. We started at 9 p.m. Catching catfish, release and catch, release. You know, we keep a couple. And that's, I don't keep a lot because that's just what I do. But um, the night was going on. It was late. It was like 1, 1 o'clock. And, and the moon was super bright up in the sky. And we're sitting there. No bites for a while. Cracked a couple beers and we're talking and uh, like, hey man, he, my buddy goes, hey dude, moon is awesome man, check that out. And I was like, yeah, it is. And right as we're looking at the moon, right as we're looking at the moon, something comes around the moon, and it's brighter than a star. I mean, it looks like a star, but it's bright. I mean, it's super bright, and it comes around the moon and it's like heading like right towards us. And my buddy's like, you see that? And I'm like, what are we looking at? And then it, it like kind of stops, but it's like, it's very far away. It's like, it looks like, but it's, you know how you look at stars up in the sky and see how far they are. This thing was like way up there, but it was super bright. And we watched this and, it was, and the light on it was white. It was pure white. We watched this thing zigzag its way. It was intelligent controlled because it, it went one maneuver and it zigzagged another maneuver, zigzagged another maneuver zigzag all the way across the sky stopped for one second and then shot off and when it shot off it left like a trail um i don't know if you i'm sure you've seen star trek you know when that the star trek ship takes off and that that line right comes off the back of it that's what this did so it like crossed our like area the whole sky i mean it went from one side of the horizon to the other we watched this thing and it was a probably a good five minutes, and then it shot off and to where we couldn't see them. And my buddy turned to me, and I was like, what did we just see? He's like, I don't know. I couldn't even grab my phone. And I was like, we were both standing there with our mouth wide open. I was like, we just saw UFO. He's like, did you see how that took off? And I was like, yeah, you saw that too. So uh, uh, it was very surreal for it to come. You could definitely see it came from the back side of the moon as we were looking at the moon it came around the moon and then started coming right towards well which would be the earth stopped and then zigzagged in a pattern all the way across the sky stopped again and then shot off and this thing was constant bright i mean uh my wife and i we, we stargaze we go see meteor showers we have a spot here that we go it's really far out from the city and i've seen meteor showers i know what shooting stars look like i know what the space station looks like i know what the satellites look like this thing wasn't that at all it wasn't a satellite a satellite will be in one constant motion going all the way across the sky it won't zigzag the space station same thing it's, it's in orbit it's one motion this was not in orbit this was actually flying through the area and then leaving the system it was it was very 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 cool 
Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds like a cool experience to see something like that. Uh, now, I guess when you say it came around the moon, you say that because you probably saw the light itself illuminate as it came out from behind the moon? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. totally. So That's we were crazy. looking at the moon, and the moon was full. There's not a half moon, it wasn't a quarter moon, it was a full moon. And from the full moon, and it was almost orangish, so it was a summertime. From that full moon, around the moon came this light. Like it had grabbed its orbit and came around and was like headed, and it looked like it was headed right towards us in our direction. Light was getting brighter, and then it stopped. I was like, what? And we were both just dumbfounded, and we sit there and looked and looked. And watch this thing zigzag its way across the sky. Brighter than any star in the sky. Brighter than any star I've seen in the morning. You know, when you get up early in the morning, you might look at Mars and it's illuminated. Or you might look at another star and it's a little bit brighter than that. It, w- it was amazing. Both of us were dumbfounded. Uh, I can imagine. Uh, I'm assuming that it was far enough away that you didn't hear anything? No. I could not hear anything. It was, it was, it was far away. It looked like it was flying in orbit. Like, like if you saw, wow, like, like a star, it looked four times brighter. I mean, it was moving amongst the stars. You could see it flying in a zigzag pattern. And it was, I mean, it was, it was covering distances that were like large distances in like no time at all. So its maneuvers were definitely intelligent and how you could travel that rate of speed and that distance to get to the to where you needed to get? I don't think that we have that, and I don't know. We might might have that technology, but I I don't think I've ever heard of it. So I know I know for sure that 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 wasn't. For, I, I I just can't see how that could be um, something we have or someone else has. Yeah, I mean, and I I agree with you. Uh, I do think that there's a lot of technology that we don't know that they have that they do have, but that seems to be pretty advanced. Like that seems to be on another level of comprehension. Yeah. I mean, like, like that's really like, I mean, you're not talking about just technology. You're talking about physics and what we know about physics and what we know about these things that here, you know, on earth, our scientists, you know, they d- wouldn't know how that is possible. You know what I mean? So it's right. Like, I'm I'm not a scientist either, but I I can tell you this: I, I don't think that we have the capabilities to do the maneuvers and at this speed and um, where it was at. I don't I don't think. I mean, we 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 get to the space station, you know? Yeah. And, and back, you know what I'm saying? It, it, no, this was way beyond what we have. The way you're describing it, it sounds like. I mean, imagine if there was one of one of us, a human being, in that and in that whatever it was. Okay. So say, you know, it was a ship and somebody's inside that. Right. the way you're describing the maneuvering to what I know about science. It sounds like whoever's in that is going to have their brain scrambled, you know, <laughs> you know, like, right. Cause it's so fast and such sharp maneuvering. I mean, you're going to break your neck at the first sharp move. My buddy and I, we're so dumbfounded. We sat there. We stopped fishing. We could have kept fishing. We could have kept more catfish. Easily. We stopped fishing, packed our stuff up, and we drove home. And all we could say is, what did we see? Do you think that was what we saw? And I was like, dude, are you serious right now? Do you see how that thing moved across? 
And I was like, it was brighter than a star. He's like, yeah. And we just couldn't wrap our heads around it. We could not wrap our heads around it. And the fact that we left early, I wasn't even mad about that. And usually I'm mad about that because when you're catching 10, 12 pound, 15 pound catfish, that's kind of fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. Do you noodle or do you use a rod? Uh, no, I use a rod, rod and reel. Okay. I don't know if you want to do And these, like these things are so, oh no, these things, these, these things, you can't set your rod down. It's not like you don't set your rod down. Otherwise you're buying new gear. They hit that hard right. run with it. So you have to hold on to your rod. It scares the heck living the Jesus out of you when they hit it and they run. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. You get to watch everybody's reaction when they get a bite. So. Absolutely. I, I see those people who, you know, they go in the water and they, they put their arms down the hole and let this catfish bite that down on their arm. And that's oh, how they, man. Dude, that's, I'm that's not brave level. enough for that. That's another level, man. That's like, you know where my brain goes when I see that? My brain would go snapping turtle. Yes. Uh, no, you can't do that. <laughs> exactly. I, the, the people have lost their arms doing that. I mean, they literally have lost their arms because a catfish chomp down on those things are strong you know <laughs> it's just I'll, I'll use a pole any day over that absolutely uh you know with this ufo that you saw come out from behind the moon did you ever get a sense that it was aware of you being there watching it no no okay i just felt like we were gifted enough to see that um because I, I i couldn't believe it i just really and we both talk about it today. Every time we go fishing, we are always looking up now every time we go fishing. I've been out to that lake several more times wanting that to happen again. It's, it's not, it's not happening. And, uh, it was just something special. And I was, I felt like we were blessed. I was like, you know, what? we just witnessed, bro. This is proof to me. This was proof, you know, and, I, and I've always believed in it. And I've had two sightings in my life. The first one, you know, was dismissed because some people, I don't know how many people told me I was crazy. You know, that's just how, that's how it is. When you talk about these yeah. things and it's outside of the box, people don't want to listen. They don't, if they can't wrap their heads around it, they think you're crazy or you, you know, you just loony, but, but yeah. knowing, you know, what I saw and this one and my buddy, he believes too, you know, he's had a couple of experiences and, uh, it, it's just something that, uh, I felt like we were blessed to witness because I was like, that was, that's not ours. That can't be ours. <laughs> you know, that's not something where we, we, we that's not from this earth. So, no, I, you know, I believe that, uh, that's that for this phenomenon has been going on for a long time. I'm, I'm a strong believer in that. I've done a lot of reading and, and, and on, on that. And, and like, you know, there's too many, there's too much evidence, you know, you can't wrap it all into, uh, like some of the shows that are on TV that they want to just say it's strictly this. But if you look at some of the places, for instance, uh, Kuma Punku, and going back to things like that, it was just another way that those things were built back in that time when mankind didn't have that technology that involves mathematics, complex mathematics and, and stonework and, and cutting tools. You know, I just believe that they've been coming here for a long time and I don't know why they're here or what they're here for, but I, I'm a true believer they've been visiting. Maybe it's just for observation or who knows? Eventually we'll get the answer. Like I had said before, but, uh, right now it's all up in the air yeah no i i absolutely agree with you man uh and who knows i mean maybe there's multiple things going on here maybe maybe there is extraterrestrial but maybe that's not what all ufos are you know it's just you true. Know, it, it's just very true 
It's it's very much these subjects are things that we need to keep open minds about. That's why we did the think tank a few weeks ago because it's Oh, I loved that show. That was an awesome show. Awesome, man. I'm glad you liked it. I I heard it all started because I was listening to Sasquatch Chronicles when uh Wes interviewed Tim and they for like the last half hour they went off and they just kind of vented and and spoke their mind about some things. I was like we need to do this. And so uh, I, I got the, the group of guys together and we did it. And I, I knew it was going to be okay going into it with the four guys that I had because I knew we were all low ego guys. Like, I mean, we, we weren't going to over talk each other. We weren't going to try have it coming in with agendas. We were just literally coming to the table right. to think openly. And uh, that I think it came across that way. I've, I got a lot of good reviews on it. So uh, that's, you know, I'm glad you enjoyed it. But uh, the whole I thought it was very entertaining good uh, and that that was the point i mean obviously the point is to be entertained but also the point is to you know encourage people to think outside the box and that's something that i've been really trying to do ever since i started doing Sweet. all this kind of stuff is just you know you, you can't box yourself in with any one particular philosophy when with any of these t- subjects as soon as you start boxing yourself in and say oh i, I know i know this about Bigfoot, that it's a hairy biped that walks upright and is a, a relic hominid. As soon as you introduce the idea of relic hominid to the rest of the equation, it excludes so many other possibilities. And when you box yourself right. in like that, and then somebody else comes along and introduces a new piece of information to you, uh, you're more reluctant to accept it because it doesn't fit your paradigm that you have already established and felt comfortable with. And that's with a lot right. of these different things. And so that's why it's very important to keep your mind open as to what any of this is. You know, whether it's UFOs, demonic stuff, aliens, Bigfoot, Dogman, right. it doesn't matter what it is, uh, to keep an open mind as to what the possibilities are, because uh, it's okay to have these thoughts and, and ideas like we shared our thoughts on the show, but I'm not willing to die for any of those ideas. You know what I mean? Like, like right. I, I'm right. fine with somebody coming along, showing me something that totally blows my idea out of the water because, uh, you know that's how you remain open-minded. So, uh, yeah, I I think with the UFO stuff, man, I think it could be possibly multiple things. I mean, who's to say that there's not another dimension coming through and, uh, we're seeing some other dimension. Uh, you just don't know. You just don't know. I mean, you you hear people talk about our our brains versus go ahead. You know, our brains are so small compared to, to, you know, really the, what we use for our brain, most of our brain we're not using. You know, so it's like well, there's a lot out there we could probably absorb. I don't think that we're ready, and there's, that's probably why we're not using that much. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree, I agree, and you know, there's there's so many things we could go down the rabbit hole with and stuff with that because I mean, oh, I, yeah. I think there's technology. Well, I don't want to say technology because that's t- that's too broad. But there's things that human beings can do today that I don't think were originally in the intent for mankind to know how to do. Uh, and I think that all comes down to the fallen angel concept of them coming and actually showing us how to mm-hmm. do certain things uh, in sorcery and things like that. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting stuff, though. It's an interesting life we live, and uh, I think people need to you know understand that you know. This life that we live is very mysterious, and if you can accept that this there's a lot of mystery still out in the universe, uh, you're going to have a lot more fun in life. You know, this is bottom line. If you can accept the fact especially that, especially when it opens, especially when it opens up, and 
that way, you're, you know, you've given it some thought and you're able to maybe process it a little bit better. Because if you're not and that opens up, it just probably just blows your mind. Your mind just goes poof, you know? Absolutely. Done. You know, that, that, that's one of the things that concern me. You know, if disclosure ever comes with any of these subjects and it, like official disclosure, whether it's the government, a third party, but there's official like this is for real. It really right. concerns me what uh, people are going to do in response, especially people that are very sensitive with their faith and stuff where they may not have spent a whole mm-hmm. lot of time with considering the possibilities. Like, let's just say aliens are real. And and there's beyond a shadow of doubt the aliens are real now, and we know this. I think that you're going to see a lot of Christians, uh, not just Christians, but people of faith, lose their faith because or walk away from their faith because for whatever reason it just does not compute in their mind that the two could possibly exist on the same level. Uh, and and I think that's, for that I just uh, I don't understand that. You know I couldn't understand that because for me. When I, when I, for no, no spiritually, what I know, it's that's just straight evidence of it's the truth. Yeah. So, um, like you said, it's whether people want to decide to think outside of the box, out of their comfort zone, and if they're able to do it. Absolutely. Well, Ron, I, re- I really appreciate coming on and sharing these stories and stuff. I, it's always nice to have a, a UFO story like yours where there there was interaction involved and you saw the jets pursuing it and you saw this thing come out from behind the moon. That's pretty intense, man. That's pretty cool stuff. So I really appreciate coming on and sharing that with us. Well, I'm honored to be on the show and, and I appreciate you giving me a platform to to uh, talk about it because I really don't share these stories a lot. It's just good, good, uh, good therapy for me because... Uh, told my wife and uh, my other buddy but i don't talk about that to anyone else because when i have uh, i usually have to get shut it down because they just don't want to hear about it yeah that's typical i I really appreciate what you're doing and i I think it's a great platform and you know i'll be listening that's for sure awesome man well i really appreciate it take care all right thank you you too bye Bye bye-bye All right, before we bring on Tristan, I want to talk to you about Hunt a Killer. A few weeks ago, we talked about Hunt a Killer, and I want to bring him up again because chances are, if you enjoy a good mystery, things intrigue you that you don't quite understand, Hunt a Killer is the game for you. Hunt a Killer sends you new clues every month to help you solve who the serial killer is. It's actually a really fun game, and me and Wes Germer are actually working through it together. And, you know, Wes and I, we're both making our progress through the game, but I'm kind of taking the lead on this one. He's kind of falling behind. I'm kind of dusting them actually. So, uh, but it's a lot of fun. It's things that you can do with friends like I am with Wes, or you can do it by yourself. This is great team building things. Hunt a Killer is a very fun and unique game that you can actually get into on a monthly basis and it keeps your mind and gears turning. So right now, just for our listeners, you can go to huntakiller.com slash confessionals for 10% off your first box. They only accept 200 members per day. So hurry and take advantage of this offer. That's huntakiller.com slash confessionals for 10% off your first box. Huntakiller.com slash confessionals. Get on it and solve the mysteries of life. Go. Hello, this is Forrest and Scott from Astonishing Legends. And when we're not hunting down ghosts, cryptids, and mysteries, we're listening to The Confessionals with Tony Merkel. Tristan, how you doing, man? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, it's about 
10 no actually it's what uh 11 20 20 after 11 my time here in pennsylvania what time is it there in australia uh it is it's about 10 to 1 in the afternoon 10 to 1 in the afternoon so you're there on sunday i'm here on saturday uh we were talking about that earlier and i think it's pretty cool so uh happy easter to you Thank you very much, and a happy Easter to you for tomorrow. All right. Right on, man. Thank you. Uh, so you told me that you, your friend had a very unique experience with uh, his son, who was, I think, four years old at the time. Uh, I could be yes. wrong on that. But uh, if you could just walk us into exactly what happened, what did he experience? Okay. So um, about 12 years ago, he had a son that was nine years old at the time, but that son was born with a lot of um, health issues. And by the time he was nine, he'd already had three open heart surgeries. Um, just unfortunately, a very unhealthy little boy. And um, he got sick when he was nine and was admitted to hospital. And um, he had to stay there for quite a few months in an induced coma on dialysis because they were trying to help his body fight the infection. So they had him yeah, induced so that his heart didn't have to work so hard and they could have him on dialysis to help uh, help keep his blood clean. And, um, yeah, so his, uh, my mate and his wife, they would sort of alternate nights where they would go in and stay with their little boy. And um, one night my mate uh, came back in from having a, um, a meal and slipped over on a pillow in the, bed, in the, the hospital room and he, um, he ended up knocking himself out. Came to a few minutes later with doctors and nurses around him and um, they sort of explained to him that, you know, he'd been out cold and, you know, he asked all the, all the normal questions they do when someone gets knocked out. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was sort of the, the thing that happened to my mate. And, um, unfortunately, yeah, a few weeks later, his nine-year-old boy died. Um, and then, oh, I think it was a month after his nine-year-old died, him and his wife found out that they were pregnant again with another son, which was kind of a, a medical anomaly because his wife um, was told that she's medically unable to fall pregnant. Um, so them getting pregnant was quite a surprise to them. Uh, this boy was then born, um, and at age four, uh, my mate was sitting in the lounge room one night and his four-year-old walked into the lounge room he said he had quite a, a glazed look over his face. His eyes were open, but he wasn't really looking at anyone. He wasn't really focusing. He sort of, yeah, he was like almost sleepwalking. And uh, his four-year-old asked, asked him if his, if, he was, if his head was okay. So he asked his son, what do you mean? What do you mean is my head okay? I'm, I'm fine. And his four-year-old said, when you fell over in the hospital and hit your head. And he's like, oh, no, mate, I'm, I'm fine. No, my head's fine. And, um, yeah, didn't really think too much of it. The little boy turned around, went back into his bedroom, and he sort of was sitting there thinking, hang on a minute, like, the only person that knew that he'd fallen over in the hospital and knocked himself out was his wife. He hadn't spoken to his wife or any friends about the, the incident that happened in the hospital with him falling over and knocking himself out. Um, you know, around his four-year-old, he, yeah, he just had no idea how his four-year-old would have any idea that that incident happened to him. Uh, the next morning, he, um, when his four-year-old got up, he asked him, he asked him, you know, how come you came out and asked me about my head? And as best as a four-year-old can articulate, his four-year-old had no idea what he was talking about. So he kind of 
was like, okay, that's a bit strange. So you asked him, you know, do you not remember coming out, asking me how my head was? And, yeah, the four-year-old had no idea what he was talking about. So um, my, my mate was thinking, you know, okay, that's a bit strange. And thought possibly because his, uh, his other son that died at age nine and then they fell pregnant a month later that maybe the other son came back through his uh his his next son who was yeah the four year old so he's kind of thinking that yeah a spirit crossed over they call they call that that son a miracle child because obviously they were medically unable to get pregnant but then fell pregnant after the death of their um other son so yeah he kind of thinks yeah it was a, a bit of a spiritual thing and that the uh the other son came back through the uh the, the second son to to check on his dad. And wow. yeah, it was a bit of a trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So does do, when you say that, do you mean he believes that his son was reincarnated into his new son or how does that? I, th- I think that's what he was implying. He sort of, he's a man of few words. So uh, yeah, he didn't really get, say too much. And obviously it was quite a uh, upsetting story to him, sort of sure. uh, telling me about the death of his, uh, his, his first son. Um, I'd worked with this guy for 15 years. The incident happened about 12 years ago. Yeah, I've, I've known him for 15 years and he only told me that incident. I think when we, when I first sent you that email was the day after, um, he first told me. So yeah, 12 years after the incident was the first time he sort of ever really told anybody. So I was, I was quite, I was quite honored that he, uh, felt comfortable enough with me to share that story. But yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a, uh, pulled on the old heartstrings that's for sure yeah absolutely i mean anytime there's a a kid involved that passes away it's a very emotional story and uh you know i i wonder you know what's going on there because clearly something happened you know whether it's a reincarnation issue or uh, a spirit visiting the the little brother kind of thing i mean yeah when you were telling the story that's exactly what i was thinking at first that you know Maybe, you know, the the little brother was visited by the big brother, you know, and said, hey, ask dad yeah. if his head's okay. Um, yeah. But so when you, when your friend heard, or actually I should say, when your friend told you this story, uh, what were your, your thoughts on it and stuff? Have you ever heard anything like that before? No, never. I'd never heard anything like that at all. It was, yeah, it was, it was definitely, uh mind-blowing <laughs> yeah so what do you think about reincarnation and stuff i mean do you think that's kind of like what's happening here or or do you have different opinions well personally i'm sort of not the most religious spiritual person well actually i could probably say maybe spiritual not religious so okay yeah so i think definitely something was going on there for for the four-year-old to know about the the incident that happened in the hospital, which no one apart from my mate and his wife knew about, there obviously has to be something on an, another level going on there. So yeah, like yeah, it's I, I I can't really explain it. It's just yeah, a mind trip. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I I, I wish I just wish we like because I'm assuming that's the only time that's ever happened, right? Yes, yeah, and he said that's nothing nothing like that ha- had happened before, nothing like that had ever happened since. It was just that one off. Wow. Yeah, I, I'd be really interested in hearing if he ever has any other experiences that come along his way with that stuff because uh it's fascinating just because th- that's a story that the kid should never have known and uh Yeah, exactly. 
And and you said that he kind the kid kind of came out looking like he he had saw a ghost or something like that, right? Oh, uh, I think I think the way he explained it was more like he was sleepwalking. He was ah, uh, gotcha. He was you know yeah, he was upright walking, talking, eyes were opened. He said, but there was just no focus to his eyes. He wasn't actually looking at my mate. He was sort of just staring off into the distance and just started talking to him and. He said it was in his normal voice. There wasn't like another voice that was taking over. He just said that this, his his boy came out and was just, yeah, like in almost in, in, in a daze. So I'm not quite sure if he saw the ghost. I think it is more like the way he explained it. I think definitely the spirit of, of the other son came back through his uh, his younger son. And whether he was, the, the spirit was in the, in the boy, the youngest one at the time or whether he just conveyed the message. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. That's really fascinating. I, I, I used to sleepwalk all the time when I was a kid and, uh, you know, my parents would tell me, you know, Hey, last night you came out and did this, that, and the other. I had no recollection of whatsoever. And I imagine in those kind of states of mind, because you're, you're in a state of mind where you're actually able to communicate with people, you're able to move around and all that stuff, but you just don't, you're not there, you know, mentally all the way. And I just wonder if that state of mentality uh, has anything to do with, you know, his um, susceptibility to, you know, having this experience, whether it was something communicating with him or, you know, another spirit from another life. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really interesting. I, uh, before we get out of here, I'll, I'll tell you a, uh, a funny little story with, uh, me sleepwalking when I was a kid. I was about, I think I was like an eighth grade or ninth. No, I was about eighth grade and, uh, yeah. I was sleepwalking and I, I walked out of my bedroom and my grandparents were over and, uh, I walk over to the, the couch and I sit down right between my grandparents. So my my grandmother's on my right hand side, and my grandfather's on my left hand side. And I wake up, and I realize I'm in my boxers, sitting oh, no. <laughs> in between my grandparents. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. I pretended I was still asleep, and I just got up. <laughs> my dad was like, "Why don't you go to bed?" So I'm like, "Okay." And I just get up and <laughs> I walk into my bedroom and stuff. I was so embarrassed. And every time my parents asked me about it, I told them, "I said no, I don't remember doing that." <laughs> they they will now if they listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know it it is what it is. But um, well, Tristan, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing that little story with us because it's it's just it's one of those stories you don't have very many answers for, but it's very it's very fascinating and it's an anomaly, you know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, no worries. Not a problem. All right, Tristan. Well, you take care. And if you ever hear anything else about this guy and his story with his son, please get a hold of me. Yeah, too easy, mate. We'll do. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, there are three things you can do to help support the show. One, go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Two, go to patreon.com forward slash the confessionals. That's patreon.com forward slash the confessionals and sign up to become a patron to help support the show. And three, you can go ahead and share the link to the show that you're listening to right now around social media. That will help expose the show to an audience that didn't know about the show beforehand. And until next week, friends, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. Bye.
gonna get it, don't care what you heard Don't care what you heard I'm taking it all cause I want the world Yeah, I want the world Yeah, I want the world It's too easy feeling too comfortable I don't think I can be satisfied 2015 thought I had it all Watch it all slow down just overnight Never forget about the younger life Wrong decisions led to sacrifice A blessing in disguise got me working overtime Now I'm on top like LeBron I'm ripping, I'm ripping the beats I'm becoming a beast and they smelling defeat when they come for me Everyone looking around and they wondering How did these blessings all come to me? Started recording in bedrooms and now I've been turning my name to a company They copying all of my moves, they think I'ma lose, I think it's a compliment I, I, I'm never gonna settle, I always want more, I'm counting accomplishments They making up lies, they jealous inside, but work is what got me in There's no time to waste, I'm busy like 24 hours a day Responding to every fan, I'm talking to people from all over every continent I'm feeling the weight of the world and the pressure been building I'm ready to feel in my destiny, everything's set for me No one was meant to be praying for my enemies Cause I've been growing, I've never been slowing I live in the moment, I've been in control and I'm ready for more And I'm taking it all and I'm never gonna fall Cause I know I want the world, yeah I want the world Yeah I want it all, said I want the world Yeah I want the world, I'm coming to get it Don't care what you heard, don't care what you heard I'm taking it all cause I want the world Yeah I want the world, yeah I want the world a million cash so I can get back to people who pay me their time They tell me that time equals money so I keep on saving and I'll never run out of mind I'm doing what I gotta do when I fell in love with a chase now Every day I wake up with a couple thousand plays but I won't get carried away Till I'm performing in every state I'm moving up the ladder no shortcuts Everybody want a PJ or a tour bus but I'm too busy working on my next rap Trying to be an icon like I'm on a desktop I feel like a king but I work like a sweatshop Ain't nobody doing what I'm doing cause I'm next up Driven by all the anxiety everyone trying me I got no time to just rest up and I've been moving up finally Everyone been trying to find me They looking for secrets, nobody sees The work that I'm doing so quietly Focused on being consistent Pleasing my parents, my mission Know that I'll never be missing I don't need any permission Everybody knows that I want the world Yeah, I want the world Yeah, I want it all said I want